Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a four-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strung athlete, and I'm recording this in my home in Pennsylvania, alongside... This girl over here. Tyler Held. I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional groom and a mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation. I'm actually pursuing my doctoral degree in sports psychology, a practitioner of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and daily meditation, and I am also back with Emily doing our first episode in the same room in a while. The first one in 2021. There you go. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. I know. We made it work, you know, throughout the winter, but it's more fun to be together recording. Yeah, and we're recording together on our new podcasting system, which definitely made the audio better while we were apart, but I'm excited to see how it does with us both sitting here. Yeah, and it's the first time I've laid eyes on this beauty, so. It's kind of fun. We get to wear, like, headsets and stuff, so. It feels pretty proper, but... Anyways, um, if you haven't listened to the show before, welcome. And if you have, welcome back. Um, Typically, our show has a structure to it, and we talk about our word of the year, and we talk about goals that we've set for each other and for ourselves. I don't know why I said for each other. We should next year. Next year, set each other's goals. goals for each other. That could (laughs) be fun. I don't know how that kind of plays in, but... Um, Anyways, um, and then we talk about books, 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 because we're both avid readers and we love uh, talking about how books can apply to equestrian lifestyles. Um, And we dive into a main topic related to our four pillars of mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. But this month, we're going to throw all of that out the window because our girl here, Emily, is getting ready for her very first five-star at Kentucky, like, this week, pretty much. Yeah, it's leaving like, in, like, two, two and a half days, basically. Yes, and I will also be there as my first grooming debut. I got to work in the vet box in Kentucky in 2019, I think it was. No, 18. 18. Yeah. 2018. Um, but this will be my first official grooming experience there so that will be very exciting but I wanted to take the opportunity to kind of pick Emily's brain because I feel like there's always a bunch of you know Kentucky first timer features so Emily why don't you first like just tell us about the emotional roller coaster this has been because obviously you were supposed to compete in 2020 and then COVID happened and then you were aimed at 2021 and there was a second there where Kentucky wasn't even going to happen this year so kind of just take us through the ride. It has been quite the ride I would say and also you know yes it kind of started in 2020 where it was like just excitement then disappointment and then you just kind of accept it And then it was like all over again in 2021, but then it's ending with excitement. So that's good. Yeah. Um, But it's also been years and years in the making. You know, I've been wanting to do this since I was like 10 and I went to my first Rolex Kentucky and um, 
had a lot of horses since then, so it's just kind of surreal that it's actually happening. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy it. I was a little overwhelmed a couple weeks ago because I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm like not ready. What if I'm not doing the right thing? Blah, blah, blah. And like the past week and a half, I just have kind of come to this peace of mind. Like I've, I've done the work and now it's just time to put it to the test. I love that. And you said a little bit of, you know, like you were kind of freaking out of preparations. Am Mm -hmm. I doing enough? Walk us through a little bit of what you've been doing. I know you were taking your fitness very seriously in Aiken, but um, I know everyone loves to hear kind of what goes into the fitness of creating a five-star horse. Yeah. So I've been galloping. I was galloping like once a week in Aiken. Mm -hmm. um, And I got probably, if you uh, count events. I got probably five good gallops in while I was in Aiken. And then when I got home, as soon as I was done with stable view, I started galloping every five days. Um, I've been using Boyd's track at Windura, which is like excellent footing. It's a good long gallop. The track's basically a mile and it's got this slow steady incline. So that's been really nice to have. Um, I've been wanting to get to Nelson's Hill, which is this amazing gallop. It's on grass, um, and there's just like nothing quite like Nelson's Hill. It's amazing, but every time I went to go, it just poured, and I I like didn't want to change my gallop days, so I was like, all right, well, we'll just go to Boyd's because it's all weather footing, and so we've been doing that, and when you're galloping every five days, it's hard to fit everything in because it's like the day after the gallop, you don't want to pound on them, right? But right. like you can't give them a day off every five days. So it's like a long hack, light flat. And then the other days you're like dressage lessons, show jump lessons, cross country lessons, all of that. This week, Barry has done all of the things. Yeah. All of the things and luckily quite well. So I'm feeling good about it, but it's just, it's been a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something unique to eventing of, like, trying to fit everything in. Because, like, you only have seven days in the week. Like, the hopefully you're giving your horse, like, one day off or at least, like, a light hack day. And it's, like, once you count those gallops in, it is really overwhelming. I know Jenny's been um, doing some, like, she'll flat and then we have a really nice hill at home. Mm-hmm. So she'll, like, jog up the hill a few times just to, like, get that sort of fitness in but um we've we've been on a similar schedule to you I yeah would say. so you know at this point it's like I've done what I can do and hopefully it's enough and but I can't I can't say that I haven't tried yeah <laughs> you know so so um, to give our listeners perspective we're recording this on Friday evening am I correct that you'll be leaving on Monday morning Yes, bright and early, um, the exact time to be determined. I asked Emma, uh, Phillips head groom, what time she was leaving, and she's like, oh, like one or two in the morning so we can get there early, and I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. (laughs) You know, like, I'm fine leaving at three or four, but just one or two sounds just too early. Yeah, I'm kind of like, how do you even sleep? Because if I was leaving at one, it's like I'd have to be up at probably like, 11 30 yeah like how do you if I went to bed at eight I'd get like three and a half hours but I don't think I could fall asleep anyway that's that's really not all that important so I will be leaving early but probably not one or two more like 
three or four. And then do you think you'll take him for just like a light ride on Monday after the ship or are yeah, you going to give him that day um, off? I'm going to hack him, but you know, if I leave at three, I'm going to get there probably around one ish yeah. and then, you know, let him chill for a couple hours. Maybe I'll take a nap, who knows? And then hack him after that. So, and then starting Tuesday, it's game on. All right. Awesome. And then what are you doing? Um, what's your plan for Saturday, Sunday? This Saturday and Sunday. Yes. Uh, tomorrow I am doing a good flat school Mm -hmm. and, uh, my plan is to ride early in the morning before anyone else is in Phillips arena. I love it. (laughs) Um, just cause Barry can be a little horse shy and I just like want to give it a good school and use the mirrors and work on some of the movements. Um, especially like I'm sure you've probably seen Jenny run through parts of the test. Yeah. There's a lot to do. And, like, the uh, beginning trot work is just, it's a lot of changing of bends. Like, say you come out of the corner, you have to half pass left. Then at X, you have to 8-meter circle right. So, you like, you're bent left. Then you have to, like, quick change the bend, 8-meter circle. Then hold the shoulder in on the center line which is hard because there's like no rail holding you on and then at the end you have to turn left so then you have to like again change that bend to the left it just all comes up really fast and so getting comfortable with that movement and really trying to be as accurate while doing all of the other things so I have two important questions out of this how like an eight meter circle versus a 10 meter circle. Like what? Just don't hit the rail, you know, like be a little bit off the rail, technically two meters off the rail. So roughly six feet, but it's hard to kind of eyeball it. You know, you're just like, well, I'm just going to turn like basically like just keep turning. Like you can't turn hard enough really. I don't think. All right. So (laughs) wise words, but um did you have another question yeah so then as someone who's competed at the four-star level like obviously Mm -hmm. you've got your four longs qualifications like they say five star is the next level real deal like how much are you feeling that in the dressage uh definitely it's yeah it's more challenging yeah um you know just with all of that suppleness testing with the changes of bend in your lateral work, um, and then more changes and just more accuracy, like the canter work, you have to half pass um, like three quarters of the way across the arena, so you end on your quarter line, again, so you have to be really accurate, and then you have to change on the quarter line, so it's like, oh, wow. you know, it, again, it's like, a little hard to see exactly where the quarter line is. Right. You can, but it's not like a clear letter or something. So, right. um, And then doing the change on the straightaway is challenging. Yes. So from the rail, (laughs) from a positive psychology standpoint, I probably shouldn't ask you this question, but Mm -hmm. which movements are you most worried about? Uh, Probably the changes, not because Barry can't do them. He's actually got really good changes. He does but extras he had, sometimes. Sometimes he? I'm hoping he doesn't, but he also just anticipates and okay. like sometimes he's like, I know this is coming, and then he throws in this very exuberant change, which doesn't score as well as you might think. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but 
you know, I do, we do have good changes, so I just have to remember that. Like, if I just keep riding him forward and don't let him kind of start to suck back and anticipate, the changes are much better. Okay. So. That's awesome. And then going back to your previous question of what I'm doing Saturday, Sunday, I just described oh, Saturday. Yes. Sunday, I am doing a light flat, probably just in my jump saddle, because then I'm going to sprint um, up Boyd's track like twice. Okay. Awesome. So that according to five star experts is what everybody's doing on Sunday. That's what we're doing on Sunday. Yeah. So, um, it's like, we don't have to go as long, but we need to go a little bit faster just to get them like, you know, blood pump in, get a little psyched, which Barry will be very happy to sprint. So (laughs) that's very exciting. And then are you doing like fluids before you ship or anything like that? Uh, I'm going to do like, He's going to get tubed, so he gets some extra fluids in him, especially because he doesn't really like to drink at events, which is very stressful, especially going into this. So I'm going to have to figure out how to keep him hydrated. Yeah, and he's not a big grain eater either, so it's not like you can just make him slop. No, he's very picky. Um, In the lead-up... When we got back from Aiken, he basically went off of his grain, and I was like, oh my gosh, because he was at a pretty perfect weight, and then, you know, I'm working him so hard, he doesn't want to eat food, so then he's just dropping weight, and I was like, oh, this is, this is bad, like, this is too early for him to get off of his grain, but then we found out that if I put warm water on it, he will eat it, and he's been eating like a champ, Okay. so we just soak his grain in, like, warm water, but it can't be too sloppy because then he doesn't like it. It has to be, like, just the perfect amount yeah. of water. Yeah. And warm, not cold. All right. So This is, like, <laughs> behind the scenes of your picky five-star horse. Exactly. I used to work for a trainer that said... Um, you know, like most horses we want to make like as low maintenance as possible. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. already a labor intensive sport and hobby as it is. So like, you know, less is more. Right. Unless it's going to go five star, in then which they, case you tuck it in and read it bedtime stories. They, they get whatever they want. That's what I was like. Um, my new girl who's working for me, who's great, Georgia, I was like, I'm sorry, he's going to be high maintenance through Kentucky, and, like, we just all need to cater to Barry. Like, that's just, at the end of the day, that's what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, Since you bring up uh, your working student, tell me about your support crew for the show. So, uh, my groom is going to be my really good friend, Maxine Preston, who I've known for years now. We became really close when I was living in Lexington, Kentucky, um, and... Yeah, we've just stayed in touch ever since. And she was actually, she groomed the previous horse I had, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. We kind of got to know each other through her grooming for him at his first two-star long. Okay. So, and then, you know, at that point, we thought Ramsey was going to be my first Kentucky horse. And then, you know, he went advanced and four-star, but then it just didn't quite get to the five-star level. Um, but anyways... She had groomed for me on that horse, and we kind of made this pack like she was going to groom for me when I went to Kentucky. And so here she is grooming for me just with a different horse. And she's helped me with Barry some, but she lives in Florida, so she hasn't been able to do that, you know, that often. But 
she knows what she's doing. And Absolutely. She knows Barry's little um, idiosyncrasies, so. <laughs> he can be quirky. He is quirky. Shout out to the time he yeah. reared me off at your wedding photo shoot. I told you. <laughs> I told you it was going to happen. Anywho. Awesome. Oh, yes. I guess I have more support. You crew. do. I do. Yes. So it's Maxine and then um, Juliet Melwig, who's a student of mine, and she's been grooming for Barry for the past like two years um, when she can, like when she's not busy with school. So she has a good relationship with Barry, and I just thought it would be nice. She is going off to college this year, um, possibly in the UK. So, like. Oh, I didn't know I, that. Yeah. Anyway, so I just thought it could be a fun kind of last hurrah not that I'm never gonna see her again but it's just nice to let her be part of this and again Barry likes her so that's great and then my mom and my stepdad are coming as owners and my dad is also in that boat um and my husband PJ is coming he will be there for like Friday through Sunday awesome won't see the dressage but that's okay (laughs) That's not the important part anyway. Um, And then my aunt Steph is coming from Florida. Oh, awesome. Have you met her? I have not. Okay. Yeah. She's she's my mom's sister and like, she's just, you know, I'm close with her and we have a lot of fond memories. So I'm happy that she's there cheering me on. Um, And I'm also glad that I have like support staff that I didn't have to actually get in. Like you're going to be there. Yeah. you know, I don't, you're not going to work for me, but like, you'll be there supporting me and cheering me on and like Ashling and Emma and, um, Bryn, who else can I give a shout out to? I mean, just all it, the people. It's nice to Alex is going to be there. Alex is going to be there. He's you know, gonna, he'll be, be dr- nice following you have, with the drone if it's not raining. Yeah. And, um, one of my other clients, Elise and Phil, they're going to be there, um, cause they own another horse. So awesome. Um, it'll be nice to have people there yeah in a small capacity I wish there could be more but well did you see the USCF just announced that limited capacity for spectator starts like May 3rd I know like right after Kentucky come on anyways that's that's a whole that's we're not even gonna open that can of worms uh but yeah it'll be it'll be different because I've always pictured Kentucky as just like this big thing lots of people big trade fair, all this stuff. But in a way, I think it's actually going to be a little bit nice for my first five star because it'll be easier to focus, I I think. Yeah. Possibly. Have you jumped around any big tracks at the horse park before, like at Mid-South or? Not with Barry, but when I lived in Lexington, I jumped around there all the time. You know, they only have through intermediate there, but um, yeah, so I'm comfortable with the horse park in general i haven't ridden in the rolex ring so that'll be fun i mean that's kind of iconic right absolutely uh yeah um all right well let's jump into some of our questions from our listeners oh boy okay what cross-country jump are you most looking forward to jumping the head of the lake is just so iconic you know and it's like that's just something you associate with Kentucky, or at least I do. And I think most people do. Like that's where the most spectators are. You know, it's like standing room only. Um, And on a normal year. Yep. Uh, And then, so I think that one, 
I hope to get a pretty cool picture there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also I always found the hollow to be pretty cool, you know, in the back there. Yep. They usually do some interesting things. So um, challenging, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, this is just like a complete side note because I'm just thinking of like 2020 and now we're going into no spectators. But like how awesome is it that you were like able to keep a horse prepared for a five star for another year? Because that is no small feat. Like there's 10 million things. And unfortunately, like there's 10 million things that could happen between now and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Don't scare me. I know. I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you, but um, it's just like everything, you know, it's just like you're checking off one thing at a time, hoping all goes well, but yeah, one of our, uh, one of our listeners said, how many times have you pinched yourself to make sure this is all real? Um, like in all seriousness, I'm so proud of you. Wish I could be there to cheer you on in person. This is from your friend Jessica. Um, but I'm like, okay, you actually can't pinch yourself until it's all real because it's not real until it's real. Like that's just the reality of horses. Sunday after show jumping. You're driving home (laughs) from the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is really exciting, but as I said earlier, it's just been all the emotions. Like I think I have it's just like they're all just ready to come out <laughs> you yep. know it's like every little thing I'm like ah. so yeah okay um let's see do you have a lucky pair of socks or a superstition before a big event okay so I do have a lucky pair of socks it's not I actually have like four of them but they're the same socks so my student Juliet who's coming to groom for me she got me these team berry socks for my birthday last year okay and they're awesome they're um from the dreamers and schemers sock line and she just sent them my team berry logo and they put them on a sock and I just feel like how can that not be good luck so I wear those socks I'll have to take a picture send them to you well send them to the social media network. Yes. <laughs> and um, superstitions. I am kind of weird about changing things like tack. Like I'm just really yeah, strange about that. So um, I there are pieces of my tack that could definitely get replaced like not in a dangerous way but like they're just looking a little worn like they're still safe because I am checking all of my stitching like I'm not gonna let anything stupid happen right but I don't know if you know Barry's uh running martingale it's like elastic yeah it's green and yellow it like has seen better days it's getting like stretched out it just doesn't look great but I don't want to change it at this point I'm like it's gotten me here so um It's getting me through my first five star, and yeah, even like some of my clothes, like I could use new breeches and shirts, but I'm like, you know what? It's gotten me here. I'm just going to keep going. Well, after Kentucky, like maybe I'll get you a new running martingale for your birthday, and it can be lucky because I give it to you. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sid pointed that out to me the other day. Shout out to Sydney Solomon. She was like, Emily... I love you, but what on earth are you doing with that running martingale? She's like, can I get you a new one before Kentucky? And I was like, no. (laughs) After. (laughs) After Kentucky. Like, after I do my first five-star, new tack. There you go. 
anyway. So. But then, I don't know, then it's got like the five star juice in it. Okay, so I'm never getting rid of any of my dap. It is getting worn into the ground. I'm going to frame it for you, the running market. We'll put it up on your wall. I love it. (laughs) Like a little shadow box. Um, Kind of, this is a question for me, but it kind of goes along with like lucky pair of socks or superstitions. Um, what is something that you do before your rides to like get in the mental zone? And does that differ between dressage, show jumping and cross country? So I like to make sure that I take a little quiet time before I'm about to get on. It doesn't matter what phase, but just kind of think through what I'm going to do. Um, and just do some breath work because, and just kind of get into my body and feel what's happening because, There's a lot of tension that I carry that I'm not even really aware of until I like stop and feel it, you know what I mean? So I just try to take some deep breaths and just relax my muscles. Have you ever, have you ever just, I'm sure you have, just like stopped and noticed, you're like, wow, I have so much tension in my shoulders and then you just breathe into it and you're like, okay, better. But you don't even realize it because it's just like there. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely like to do that before I get on. Um, in the mornings, like doing a good yoga practice and meditation is key. Um, I, I have a tack stall at Kentucky, so I'm hoping I can just put my yoga mat down and do some stuff yep. before I get on because um, I'm definitely going to need some centering and just like I have a lot of time there because I have so much help. Plus, I only have one horse, right. so it's like... I'm going to need things to do with my energy. So, yeah. Walk the course 17 times. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to need to talk to you at some point before my ride to, to get me in the zone, Tyler. You got to get me in the zone. Absolutely. It's a, I've always told you it is a opportunity, not a threat. It's a challenge that you are ready for because you and Barry are freaking ready. We are. I'm finally like feeling, yes, we are ready. So, um, all right. Well, we had another question that says, um, I'm curious about how a five-star rider approaches dressage. This particular person has a small custom saddle brand and in working through design with a vendor specifically, like the topic of classic dressage position versus doing it in your jump saddle were two like opposite approaches and like what's your strategic approach for dressage like do you do more of a I think the question is like more of a traditional dressage seat or do you almost like to be more in jump position yeah I like to be in traditional dressage seat and um yeah like if I'm if there's a day and I'm flatting because I'm also doing something else like maybe I'm flatting and cantering and I have my um, jump saddle on like it's a very different ride like I never if I'm in my jump saddle I don't pick them up into like a proper dressage frame because I don't feel like I can use my aids as well okay that makes sense yeah so it's like if I'm in my dressage saddle I want to be like in my dressage position and using my aids to create that more upper level frame if I'm in a jump saddle or, you know, riding poorly in a dressage saddle, you know, <laughs> kind of riding in a jumper type position. I just, to me, I, I just can't get 
it done and I'm not nearly as effective. And I don't know if that's helpful. And that's but. more down to like a deep seat connectivity. Like yeah. in a dress, uh, in a jump saddle, you're more tipped forward. Whereas in a dressage saddle, like you really want to be sitting. Yeah. Your pelvis is rotated back a little bit more where in the jump saddle, it's, you know, got that bit of a tip forward. And then you can really get that leg yeah. to hand connection, which you need. Yeah. And I really enjoy a deep seat um, in dressage. And also I'm a fan of big knee blocks. Like really? I want to be kind of just like locked in. Yeah. So there you go. I yeah. think that's a great answer to that question. Um, okay. This is kind of similar to what jump that you're most excited to jump, mm-hmm. but Kristen wants to know what's Barry's favorite jump. Okay, Barry's favorite jump. Anything that's large, um, <laughs> which should be the whole course. Uh, I don't know if he has a favorite jump. Um, at the beginning of the course, like he's definitely, like until he really gets like galloping forward in a rhythm, he definitely is this like super excited, more of an up in the air kind of jump. Yeah. And you'll see it like as... You know, after our first combination, so after fence, like, four or five, like, he'll start to level out a little bit. But the first couple jumps, he's just like, wee! You know, <laughs> and he just jumps straight up. So maybe he enjoys that part. I don't really know. But I think he likes all jumps. Barry loves all jumps. Um, I'm also touching some wood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he... He just kind of looks for the fences, and he's game for anything. The water jumps are always fun. I feel like he kind of, like, enjoys splashing through them. I love that. So, Did he ever um, not like a certain type of jump? Uh, no. He has always liked all jumps. Uh, the only time we've ever had a problem, like, that was... It's been more of a rideability turning issue. Yeah. You know, like any of our cross country issues has been a rideability issue, not a fence issue. So, yeah. um, you know, he's really sensitive in his mouth, and sometimes he didn't want to like follow the rain and turn into the fence. So then it was like he would resist the rain and then couldn't make the turn because he's like upset that I, heaven forbid, touch his mouth. So, right. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if that quite answers it, but uh, yeah, it hasn't been a specific jump whenever there has been an issue. Um, and then the final question from that listener is, was he always so full of scope, even when you first met him? Yes. Yes, he was. He's just always been extra, day one. He, yeah, as long as I've known him, because before I had him, the girl who was riding him, love her to death, great girl. But, like, would get jumped out of the tack quite often. Right. Like, just because that's how he is. Um, So, I like to think of it as him jumping for joy, you know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, Okay, so I've asked you that question. And then... Okay, what what's your plan for Barry after Kentucky? Obviously, dependent on how it goes, yeah. but either way, like, do you are you gonna give him a break or? Yeah, he's definitely gonna get a break because it's been like a hard, like long hard build up to this. So yeah. um, he will definitely get a break. I don't know exactly how long that's gonna be dependent, but he won't get like he won't go to a competition until probably August. Yeah. 
because Why? Like he doesn't need to prove himself at more advanced or whatever. And there's really not much you would do because, like, basically at the end of Kentucky, you're into May, and say he gets, like, a month off, you're into June. Nothing, there's no really upper-level stuff until August. So, um, yeah, he'll do that. Uh, probably, like, Great Meadow, AC's Plantation, uh, and then the Maryland Five Stars, the Hope. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. So, it's so cool that, like, you can aim at two I'm, five stars in one year. It's amazing. Yeah. Great. And not but, have to go across the pond. Exactly. So. Exactly. It makes it a lot more affordable, actually, yeah. to go 25 minutes down the road. Yes. <laughs> um, we're Cuts very lucky cost. where we are, for sure. Like, yeah. in Kentucky's not that bad. Like, it's a drive, but it won't be that bad. Right. Um, well, cool. I think, do you have anything else you want to add about the experience or words of wisdom to someone who wants to do what you're doing and go from the 10 year old dreamer to yeah. looking your first five star in the face? Oh, I got goosebumps. I know. When I, I said too. that. <laughs> no. Um, just that it is attainable if you're willing to put in the effort, you know, it's not easy chances are you're not going to make, like, it's not going to happen with the first horse you try. I mean, it might. More power to if you if it does. But, you know, you have to have some resilience, too. Like, I've been through my fair share of stuff. Yeah. And um, just being, and there's been times where I'm like, it's not worth it. But I will tell you, like, being at the point where now it's, like, actually a reality, like, it's, worth it like finally I'm like all right well all of the things that I missed out on because I was doing this or that you know like it's all kind of coming together so I uh when you were talking I was thinking of I forget who said it but there's a quote that's like you can get where you want to go but the way that you get there isn't going to be what you expected Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of what getting to Kentucky is like it's like if you work really, really hard and you don't give up, like you can get there, but there's going to be a whole lot of turns and twists along the way. Yeah. Stuff you can't even imagine really, you know, it's like, you don't know how it's going to happen, but if you are determined to make it happen, it will. Yeah. Eventually. (laughs) So, well, I have a very fun surprise ending to this show. Look at you. Like you look so worried. Right now, this is okay. why I went to my car. Okay. Um, your mother-in-law is very upset that she cannot make it to your first five Aww. stars. So here is a token for you to have oh boy. at Kentucky with you. Oh, I love it. It's this beautiful necklace. Oh, my gosh. That's so thoughtful. Um, it's like a pendant, and there's a heart in it, and engraved it says Kentucky 2021, and there are five stars in it, and they kind of like move around. Oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you, Catherine. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, I love it. She uh, she messaged, she called me while I was in Florida, seeing if she could ship it here so that I could oh get it gosh, to you for so Kentucky. Sweet. So She's so thoughtful, and I wish that she could be here, but she lives in the UK, and it's just like not feasible with COVID and all of the restrictions. She so. should have smuggled in with the English horses. <laughs> just be like, I'm going to be a groom flying with these horses, and then just like 
disappear into the night. <laughs> but anyway, we love you both. Like, both yeah. of us love you, Catherine. We wanted to give you a little shout-out on the show, so. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. I'm so excited, and I'm so thankful for everyone's support. Like, it's just pretty overwhelming, so... Um, there's a lot of people, I can't name all of them, but, you know, even if I don't know you, but you've made a nice, thoughtful post on, or comment on one of my posts on Instagram or Facebook, just supporting me and Barry, it's pretty amazing, and not to sound cliche, but it does take a village, so. I love it. That's a great place to end, Emily, and, uh, what should I say, we'll be back next month with the Kentucky recap, right? Yeah. (laughs) Whatever happens, we will be back with a recap. (laughs) I think either way, it's going to be an engaging conversation. And that's what I always tell you, Emily, like going into these big feats, whether it goes well or it doesn't go well, you have something that you can give someone advice from because it's your life and it's your experiences and, you know, good or bad, like it's growth. And I'm so excited for you. Oh, so sweet. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. This has been a really fun episode. Thanks, Tyler, for, like, coming up with this idea. Yeah. So. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.